If you're a cannabis business owner looking to expand into new markets and need guidance and support you can trust, consider Collateral Base, a group that has done it before in multiple merit-based and limited market states. Collateral Base was founded by an experienced cannabis attorney with highly educated consultants with master's degrees and years of experience in the cannabis industry. The Collateral Base team is confident they know cannabis licensing better than any of their peers. And I encourage you to see for yourself. It just takes one phone call. If you're ready to expand your cannabis business into new limited markets, contact Collateral Base today at 309-306-1095. That's 309-306-1095. Or visit collateralbase.com. Hey, music lovers. The Cannamom Show podcast, in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars, is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at LampkinGuitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's a hot time. We had a hot time. I was recently asked if I'd host a podcast camp at my new HQ in Wine and Weed Country. Arnav and I threw around some ideas, and he says the vibe of the new casually baked studio is super groovy and like being transported to a storyland. So how about this? If you're flushing out a creative idea and want to learn the ins and outs of a pro podcast production, or maybe your show's already rolling but you want to up your storytelling game to attract your dream listeners and advertisers. I'm happy to host you, and together, Arnav and I will share what we know and what we have learned with you. It'll be hands-on, immersive, sometimes intense, but always fun. And likely, it's a tax write-off. So email ask at casuallybaked.com to learn more about upcoming fall and winter creative camps. That's ask at casuallybaked.com. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. I don't know about you, but people can't help but whip out cannabis or CBD products or flour around me. Asking, what do you think? Is this good? Did I buy the right thing? And I got to say, 
Because we're all precious snowflakes living in our own cozy corner of the world, not shopping the same products, I might add, it's hard for me to give honest feedback without doing some homework first. I had a friend recently pull out vape carts that she had grabbed at a dispensary near the airport. But when I was trying to look up the product, the website was vague. I couldn't find the certificate of analysis, and I knew she got it in California. But I'd never heard of the brand. Turns out, it's not hard to end up in an unlicensed dispensary in California, buying product that hasn't been heavily regulated like legal cannabis products. So I thought it'd be fun and productive to unpack the cannabis shopping experience and arm you with some basic tools to choose products you can feel confident buying and consuming. Joining me is Andrea Brooks, a cannabis advocate, lobbyist for social change, and an entrepreneur with a passion for health and wellness. Following a disabling injury in which cannabis played a crucial role in her recovery, Andrea was inspired to advocate for the plant and build solutions in the cannabis space. She founded Sava in 2015, which is now a leading online cannabis marketplace and delivery service in the Bay Area. But before we dive in, a word from our sponsor, MJ Relief, the muscle rub PhD formulated for what aches and pains you. And this week, we'll hear Nick's story of relief. Hey, this is Nick. Um, I've been using MJ Relief on my knees, uh, ankles. Um, my hands get sore after fly fishing, and it helps um, just kind of relieve that arthritic feeling in my thumbs after a long trip. I also use it to help my girlfriend's uh, neck pain. I didn't realize how good of a massage oil it also doubles as. So, I mean, I just use like a pea-sized amount. Uh, and just rub it on a localized area and I just like fan it out and it just, it lasts a really long time. It smells really good and she loves it. It doesn't really have that greasy, um, oil feel that is normally left on my hands with other massage oils and it smells really good. Um, uh, she loves it. I love it. We're going to keep it stocked for the foreseeable future. This stuff's really good. Uh, she's smiling every time uh, we use it. So that's a win-win. If you're feeling Nick's pain and want some muscle and joint relief of your own, head over to mjskinrelief.com and order a tin or tube for you and your favorite fishing buddy. And if you want to help spread the word of relief, please leave a written review on the website or send me a voice memo and let me share your story of relief in your voice on the podcast. That's mjskinrelief.com or at mjskinrelief if you're a social butterfly. The Sustainability Roll-Up is presented by OCB Rolling Papers. In perfect harmony with natural, sustainable practices, it's always been the OCB signature to provide the highest quality, responsibly sourced, and sustainably crafted rolling papers. In my chat with Andrea, we talk about the importance of buying products from a licensed dispensary for cannabis and a licensed retailer for hemp-based CBD and Delta-8 products. In California, because many licensed medical dispensaries simply upgraded their old stores to become legally compliant after Prop 64 was passed, 
The differences between the two kinds of shops aren't always apparent to customers, especially newbies. In California, the amount of unlicensed illegal cannabis dispensaries is estimated to be over three times higher than the amount of legal ones. According to the California Department of Cannabis Control, also known as the BCC, the state has 7,297 active cannabis farm licenses as of August 30th, 2021. By contrast, the state reports 1,130 retail store or delivery licenses. Retail store licensing remains subject to local control in California and slow growth laws. Between a bureaucratic nightmare with licensing, including obscene fees, limited availability, and other issues, going legal in California isn't cheap or easy. This has resulted in a state filled with dispensaries that were previously legal for medical patients, but are now illegal on the adult use market. Aiming to make the distinction as simple as knowing if a restaurant is up to health code, in 2020, the BCC created an emblem. It's to be placed on legal cannabis business storefronts. These emblems have a unique QR code that pulls up the licensing information of the business. So if you don't see one of those QR codes on the door or in the window, then that dispensary isn't legal. Or that emblem's still in their top desk drawer. <laughs> Maybe ask them for it. In addition to the QR code emblems, there are also subtle ways of telling if a dispensary is legal or not, like asking about taxes and testing or looking for visual cues. If you see big bags and jars of cannabis in the shelves and the bud tender is weighing from it instead of it being individually packaged, it's highly probable that it's not a legal shop. Now, why does that matter if you're paying less money and um, no tax? Woohoo! Well, the weed might be cheaper, but it certainly won't be cleaner. As an example, last year, the BCC tested vape cartridges from 45 illegal shops, and 75% of them, three out of four, failed the vitamin E acetate test. And if you listened to my show with Dr. Monica Villalpando about vaping, that means they were contaminated with the commonly cited source of the vape crisis. You'll be hard-pressed to find trust and transparency in an illegal shop. So play the long game, my friend, with your personal health and safety and support your local legal dispensaries and delivery services. We got to look out for each other. And when it comes to rolling papers, I trust my flower to OCB. OCB is the largest rolling paper brand in the world and has been one with nature, crafting their papers naturally since 1918. And they continue to uplevel their efforts to this day. All OCB papers are plant to puff and made in a facility that's powered by 100% green energy. With longevity like that, you know they've perfected the process for a consistently great session time after time. Of course, you must be 21 and older to buy OCB rolling papers and to follow the natural wonders of OCB on social, at OCB underscore USA. And if you're a grown-up joint rolling novice like I was at the beginning of this whole thing, I invite you to learn the craft alongside me. 
Catch the Roll With Me video series live streaming on the Casually Baked YouTube channel with replays on the WeedTube and IGTV. And if you haven't bought your rolling supplies yet, visit ocbusa.com backslash baked to get four booklets of OCB and a rolling tray for only $4.99. This bundle is worth 20 bucks and is around for a limited time. But the rolling skills and street cred we'll earn together, my friend, makes this bundle priceless. As for you OGs who can roll a joint while smoking one, I challenge you to sample the entire line of OCB products and let me know your favorite. Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers. You'll find links to the OCB special offer and roll with me in the podcast 204 show notes at casuallybaked.com. Andrea and I also talk about chronic pain, curating your cannabis experience, and asking for what you want. So smoke them if you got them and settle in. It's time to get casually baked. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one. Welcome to a live stream of Casually Baked, the podcast. I am here with Andrea Brooks, the founder and CEO of Sava, my favorite cannabis delivery service in the Bay Area. And I'm really excited to unpack the cannabis shopping experience with you today, Andrea. Thanks uh, for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So you started Sava back in 2015, and you've seen a lot of evolution in the cannabis industry, the products that are available, the way things are packaged, the way they're marketed and sold. And so I thought it would be an excellent opportunity to get some advice for people trying to figure out how to shop and how to find the right products for them specifically. What are you finding that's helping, you know, sift through the noise, so to speak, in the cannabis product market? There's so many different factors involved, right? It's like, it's what what is the product that's going to help you the most, but also I think a lot about the combination of also like what businesses do you want to support? Because you might find like this perfect product or, you know, a product that's made by a, a couple different companies and maybe you want to support a women-owned brand or a BIPOC-owned brand. And so something that we do at Saba where we one, uh, we prioritize onboarding women-owned and BIPOC-owned LGBTQ brands. Um, and we feel it's important to make them it transparent when you're searching for a product, like who these who the owners of these brands are and extra details. So when you go to our shop page, you know, you can put in like whether you're looking for high CBD edible, but you can also say women-owned. And so I like when you're asked that question, I like to step back and take an even more holistic view because we really believe strongly in values-based shopping, being that we're women, Latinx, and LGBTQ owned, you know, it's important for us to always bring those values to the forefront. So, so that's a big piece for us. Um, and it's then, you know, knowing what you want, obviously, is important because there are so many options out there. And that is both the beauty of cannabis and it can also be 
really challenging because I think cannabis can be life-changing for someone. And it may not be, especially if you're coming from like more of a medical need, but really for anybody, honestly, it can be life-changing, but it may not be the first thing you try that is that perfect fit. So I also, you know, I think some patience to the shopping experience is important. And, you know, for anybody that's new to cannabis, you know, we really want to like be patient, call us for advice, like call the team, which is like really well-trained, look through our educational resources, like take the time to research. This isn't about like a quick experience where you just like get on something looks good, purchase it, like do the research. And that's so much of what Saba is set up for, for people to take some more time and research and everything um, so that you're becoming a more informed shopper and then being able to have a variety of tools to segment out more of what you're looking for. So, you know, one of the things as a cannabis lifestyle guide, when someone comes to me initially and maybe it's a family member when I'm home for the holidays or somebody asking me, you know, a quick question through social, you know, my first question back is, how do you want to feel like, you know, what is your motivation for seeking cannabis, having them kind of put themselves at the center of that universe before they begin the shopping experience, because otherwise it is overwhelming. There's a ton of different methods of consumption. There's lots of different brands. There's different things to look at. And I will say I do appreciate that about your site, that you can click on the things that are important to you and sort and sift that way. I don't know that there are other online shopping experiences that I've seen that let you um, add your values into the mix. And so, you know, that's something that I preach a lot, too, is, you know, to vote with your dollar, know your farmer. And so you providing that additional information really does help people feel good about the decisions and the purchases that they're making. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. I mean, we want to provide transparency, Well, and, you know, and that's a a big thing for me is I want to support local businesses. I want to support local or regional farmers who are, you know, sun and earth certified, who are doing it right, who have regenerative farming operations. And, you know, in order to really believe those stories, it's nice to see a face. It's nice to see, oh, these are the farmers or this is the business owner. But beyond that, like picking the right products what method of consumption or am I looking for? Am I a low doser? Am I a micro doser? Am I a heavy hitter? You know, it's it really is like you have all of these different buckets and it's like, okay, which one's the most important right now? Yeah, totally. And that that's, again, like part of the fun, but, you know, you want to be able to give yourself the opportunity to try a couple different things so you know, you know how to get to the perfect fit or how to get to a couple perfect fits for different times of day or different types of activities. You know, I mean, I use cannabis in different ways throughout the day slash week slash weekend. I mean, it is extremely integrated into every component of my life at this point. Um, So it's just also, yeah, being open to the, you know, experience and where it can lead you. Yes. And you started out as a medical patient, correct? Correct. So yes. tell me well, tell me a little bit about your entrance into the world of cannabis. 
Yeah. I mean, I am definitely one of the people that, you know, I, I wasn't decades long activist. Um, I came to cannabis around 2013. My journey of getting to cannabis was uh, medical because I had a major injury about 10 years ago and it affected my spine and thus my nerves and mobility in my upper body. And I had very extensive nerve damage in my arms. Um, so I was in incredible pain and also had limited usage of them based on like the nerve damage. The quick and dirty is that, you know, my doctors, you know, after some limited physical therapy were like, you know, this is, this is permanent, go on permanent disability. You're not going to work a desk job ever again. Like kind of like this is your new life. And I also was being prescribed a lot of pain medications, including opioids. And I learned very quickly that when you are in extreme chronic pain, you will take anything to make that pain go away. I'd never, you know, it's something you can't relate to until you're there. And it's all, it's almost like, remember the worst headache you've ever had. And then that is your new normal. It affects you on so many different levels. It affects your mental health incredibly. So it really felt like I went from this active person with such a full life. I had a career I loved. I was in a band. I was doing, you know, advising to nonprofits and on boards and it just stopped and then stayed that way until I crossed paths with a friend who is a grower and has been a grower for some time. And he gave me this really personalized education about cannabis. And being that we're talking 2013, this is before we all had CBD as part of our vernacular. Like it wasn't out there the way it is now or even the, the past couple of years. I mean, I had never heard of it before, you know? And so he gave me a walkthrough about like, endocannabinoid system, the different cannabinoids, and then put me on a protocol. And, you know, I experimented a little bit. The, in short, I was able to wean off all of my pain medications using cannabis. And it was shocking to me. Like, I could not believe, like, this was out there the whole time. I didn't know. It wasn't something where it was like, oh, I have this health issue. I'm going to go to cannabis. Cannabis was a last resort for me. So coming out of that experience, it was like, why didn't I come to this amazing plant sooner? And how many other people are there like me out there? And I just started thinking like, what were my barriers to entry? And that's how Sava was born was like, you know, let's create a different type of shopping experience where the values are integrated to like the curation process, how to search, where there are photos of the people behind the product, which felt risky but I also felt like that's how you build trust. And that is what helped me. I mean, I can't, how do I replicate the experience with my friend? Not everyone has their own personal cannabis farmer to come and give them, you know, a one-on-one -on -one session of how to use the plant for your needs. So, you know, we really tried to recreate that as best as possible with Sava and delivery was important to me because I had been, requiring delivery having been homebound. So I had a particular attachment to it. You know, the the delivery thing is such a big deal, especially for women or older new consumers. You know, when I was first starting out as a cannabis lifestyle guide, it was me holding someone's hand in getting their medical card and, you know, just kind of educating them and sending them on their way. But when I would follow up, so many of the women 
were like, I still haven't gone to a dispensary yet. I'm intimidated. So I started adding that on where, you know, I do personal shopping. You know, it's such an ingrained thing in women to not want to be bad at something, feeling uncomfortable trying something new like that. And with really good curated products and delivery, you take that fear piece out of it and it just becomes more about their willingness to experiment and try new stuff. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when you were getting this going and you're, you know, coming up with your product lineup, you know that you're going to be value-based, you know, the types of stuff you want to carry, you know, what's your process of curation? How do you choose your partners? Sure. We, we ask a lot of questions. So (laughs) we like to look at every part um, of the product and that's whether the company is super small or really large company. So we want to know, you know, how the cannabis was sourced, where was it grown? How is that, you know, if it's something where there's extract, like all that process. Um, so we make sure that we have, we're able to look at the standards of everything from how, where the cannabis comes from to where things are getting on the shelf. So that, that is a big part of it. We have testers that will test the product to make sure it's Uh, having the effect as intended because, you know, there are times that we've tried things and um, had a very different experience from a tester. So it's really important for us to not just take a claim on its face, but have a user experience of someone in our network that fits the profile of a Sava customer or one of the many profile types of a Sava customer. So we also test, we look at packaging, not just for clarity of how to use the product, which is a part of it, but is this company prioritizing recyclable materials, compostable materials? Is that a part of who they are? So we really are thinking of um, the footprint of cannabis as well. You know, we've the amount of packaging we're required to have, and then the detriment to the environment is really upsetting to us, and we want to make sure companies are doing, the companies we work with are doing what they can to offset that. Um, and then we talk with the founder, you know, I, I talk with the founder and I want to see if there's a values alignment. Do we really connect? And there have been large companies we don't work with because we really didn't think the authenticity of values was there. And then there's other companies, you know, it's kind of like when it clicks, it clicks, you can know pretty much off the bat. And when it doesn't click and it's not going to be a good fit, you know, we know there'll be another company that is. So we're looking for alignment in culture, values, environmental approach, and high quality ingredients product. You know, that is one of the things that really drives me crazy too in this space is, you know, I want to have an excellent product, but I want you to have a, you know, minimal footprint. You're respecting the environment. And, you know, we don't need to have an Apple unboxing experience for a pack of gummies, you know, Mm -hmm. not necessary. I know that that's that kind of thing is a big seller in LA and places like that, where those looks are way more important than what I, you know, value that as. And so I'm constantly trying to like rattle the cages of people who are shopping to say, hey, are they supporting the environment? Are they supporting local farmers? And so I love that y'all have gone through the vetting process. So I don't have to do that. That's appreciated. I think that's an added value for a consumer. 
I know that you're working on something, um, a cannabis manifesto, if you will. Well, it's, it's tied to this where we're just, we're always looking at the industry as it changes and making sure that we have the highest quality standards in place. So to that end, we're always like re-reviewing how we curate, you know, and what is highest quality. So we're always going back out to like experts in different areas, making sure our standards are right. And then we take that and that goes into our cannabis manifesto. So some of it is like, it's essentially like our approach to curation and making sure that that is clear to the consumer and dialing that in, which includes all our values and what, um, what you can expect to find on the shelf of Saba, you know, so it's said differently. Amanda and I have always said there's, we don't put things on the shelf that we wouldn't put in our body. And we've always intuitively known what that means, but we're always pushing ourselves to tease it out a little bit more, you know, and, um, what does that really, what does that really mean? So we're, uh, we should have a manifesto done soon, but it's really are like always taking the time to take a step back. Are we still doing what we've intended to do? And also making sure that the message is really, really clear because we know our customers value our curation value that we, you know, focus on high quality products, but we want to provide more transparency in how we go about that. I appreciate that. And, you know, as someone who I'm, you know, I choose low to no sugar things. And there are times when I want to see products on shelves that I'm not seeing. So, you know, what does that look like for your consumers to ask for what they want? Like how, you know, how are you listening to your consumers? That's a great question. So, we do customer surveys. Um, so that's one, one thing. So we actually just did a customer survey recently. And one of the questions was what product do you want to see on Saba? And so, you know, we got over 600 responses, um, which is awesome. And then it's, you know, it's about like taking all of those, what patterns are we seeing in terms of what's recommended? And we also track this in our customer support department. So we will hear things from uh, the people that are talking with our customers of like, hey, we're getting a lot of requests for X product. You know, is that something we can loop into our curation process? So we actively listen. It's something I ask for feedback from my team on, like, what do you see? What are you hearing? Making sure that we're listening and then also actively going to the customer ourselves with like a survey where we can track the data. I like that. Well, you know, I am a new affiliate of Sava. And of course, I told you earlier, I've been recommending Sava for years. And I finally had one of my friends say, why are you not like actively engaged with them? So I'm excited to be able to do that. And now I can give you my wish list of the things that I want to see. But one of the things that drives me crazy that I see is this like, the gummy train just never ends. It's like, what is everyone's obsession with gummies? Well, you're talking about a customer or a brand because really what is happening is gummies have been a top selling category. And as brands get data and see that this is still a top seller, then everyone wants to have a gummy on their menu um, or as part of their skew. So you know, when we were looking at our overall data, we were, you know, it's like, I'm kind of 
I was surprised to see that with us also that gummies was like the number number one, but it has continued to be the truth for quite some time. I, we knew like edibles and tinctures are our top two categories, but when you break down edibles, it is gummies. And so I think it's the, it's simple. Um, once you find what works, you get to repeat that every single time. People like something that is reliable and consistent. Yeah. I mean, those are the big appeals is it's also not, you're not eating like a chocolate, you're not eating something too heavy. It's, it's something just to quick pop in your mouth. And speaking of, so what has happened to chocolate sales since gummies are like off the charts now and, and the drinkables, I mean, you know, where in the edibles category, how is all of that stuff playing out? Oh, for us, drinks are big. Drinks continue to go up and up and up. So we, I would, I think the drink market will continue to grow. Our consumer loves it. We see like not just a high initial purchase rate, but a high repeat purchase rate. So we're always looking at that. So I'm really excited about where drinks are and where they're going in terms of being more integrated for people's after work and weekend routines. Like, I think that's going to happen more and more. And so, but I think a gummy user, you know, there's crossover, but I think our number one selling gummy is still a sleep gummy, you know? And so that's a little bit different than maybe having a drink or depends on how that drink is, is targeted. You Mm -hmm. know, if you're talking about can where it's a, you know, a social tonic, that's more like getting together with your friends, or I would see the positioning more that way. Um, there could be drinks that's really about like nighttime and sleep, but uh, again, like, do you want to drink a whole drink to get that or pop a gummy? So it's really, to me, it's some of the context, you know, I don't, I also will have gummies and there's a specific way that I use them. But when I'm consuming cannabis with friends or in a social setting, I like a joint or I like drinks. And so I'm someone who, when there's gatherings in the park, which has been the way, main way to socialize during the pandemic, you know, I'll bring drinks with me. And that's something like people get to try it. And it's an, it's a group activity, which I love. Yes. And I appreciate the drinks a lot. You know, the older I get, the, you know, the more I've weaned myself off of alcohol and, you know, substituted more yeah. of that California sober lifestyle. But my problem with the drinks is, you know, I'm a more of a heavy hitter. I've been using cannabis for over 20 years. And for me, it's the sugar content that just adds up. So it's like, oh, that was two milligrams of THC and four milligrams of CBD. But I need to have this whole four pack to get where I want to go. And now I've consumed, you know, 20 grams of sugar. So, you know, those are the things that... I'm looking forward to the drinkables category to continue to evolve to, you know, give me another option. Hi-Fi Hops is really my one option of like zero calories, zero sugar. I can count on that, but I want some variety in that no sugar space. Yeah. And that's actually something we're looking at, like adding more sugar-free things to our menu. I am someone also who wants to minimize how much sugar I put in my body. Um, although I also have a sweet tooth and I love a sweet treat. So as with everything in life balance, but I think you'll, I think we'll start seeing more of that. We definitely look for it ourselves. I think like the challenge with drinks is for someone who has, who wants a higher THC experience in the way, you know, you'll see then like 
um, you know, like pure beauty has their little strong drink and it's, I think, and I'm pretty sure it's a hundred milligrams. So there's, there are things out there. It's just kind of finding the balance of what that's going to be. And then also what is the con like, again, the context of that product, is it meant to be like, I'm hanging out with my friends drinking, or is this like, you know, a, a different type of more in-home consumption or very targeted consumption. And I did get a um, a little strong drink in my last Sava delivery. And so it is on my docket for the weekend to try Ooh, out. You let me know. Will you email me and let me know what you think? Yes. I would love to know. I will. Yeah. And I really I enjoy strong for me. I mean, we had great response to it, but I'd love it. I'd love to hear what you think. Yes, I, I enjoy the whole mixology idea. And so instead of just, you know, cracking a can and drinking something, I like the idea of being able to, you know, mix a cocktail and be able to share that with a few people versus, you know, just, like I said, cracking a can. So um, yeah. I'll have fun with that this weekend. Yes, I'll definitely give you feedback. I liked their packaging. I was like, the little strong drink. Okay. Like you're telling me exactly what I'm in for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it too. It's clear. It's like it's both still cute and also clear. So, yes, yeah. cute and clear and is the key word. Yeah. yeah. You know, that is one of the things that I think inhibits a lot of people from experimenting is the fact that you know, it's expensive to to buy cannabis on the legal market, to try out new products. If you're getting delivery, you know, making sure you're tipping your driver just like you do with any other service industry. If you're buying a pizza, you tip, you get cannabis, you tip. So, you know, the prices add up. And so you don't want to waste money on things. And so one of the things that I really like that Sava does is, uh, you know, occasionally putting together these packs you know, a sample pack, try a bunch of different things. You have a promotion at different holidays and then it allows you to experiment with more things than you normally would. And yeah. I think y'all did one for pride. I think that was maybe mm -hmm. the last good one. What do y'all have coming up for the fall? We're in harvest season. Do y'all have any fun things y'all are kicking off? There will be well, yeah, I mean, there'll be some things around the holidays, so I don't want to ruin the surprise. So you will have to get on our email list to have access to these types of things. But we do, we do love doing curated boxes around like, again, like something like pride or something that is featuring like these different product makers. Why don't you be able to try all of that? So that's something we we've done. Usually they're exclusive boxes and that are, you know, for a certain amount of time. So I don't want to ruin a surprise, but there will be more things um, coming out, you know, we've done stuff around Valentine's Day in the past, and then there's a lot happening with Harvest in the fall. So, you know, stay right. tuned. Okay, we'll stay tuned. Now, I will say that I recently moved from Oakland, where I was able to use your service regularly because I'm in the Bay Area. And now I've moved to Sonoma County, and I am just a little too far north to be in my regular Sava delivery area. So mm. tell me right now where, you know, kind of where y'all's map is, where people can use GetSava.com. You know, if you come to our website, GetSava.com and then backslash delivery, you can see our whole delivery area. We, we delivered to more than 70 cities 
um, in the Bay Area. So it's a bit, about an hour and a half north, east, and south in a full radius. Now, that is not the final geographical footprint for us. So we are um, going into our Series A rays that will allow us um, to fund further expansion in NorCal. We want to be able to reach all of our Northern California desired customers. We get a lot of requests in other areas that we don't serve yet. And then, you know, we're also looking to the future of when we'll be coming into SoCal. So that is um, that is in motion. But, you know, priority is really just making sure we can reach all the areas of NorCal. So we are fundraising for that now and really excited to grow further. Yes, good luck with that. Now, if brands or people who are coming online, they want to be considered to be part of the the Sava product lineup, what's that process like? How do you want people to reach out to you? Yeah, I mean, I would say for today, people can email me. My email is andrea at getsava.com. And then I would put that over to our curation team. So uh, we do like we filter pretty regularly because we do get a lot of inbound. Um, but, you know, basically it's like a brand reaches out. It goes to our curation team. We do kind of just like a vision and they will they know what to look for as like a first pass. And then if it seems that there's potential, it goes on the curation board. And then we have a process, which is sending that brand a questionnaire for them to fill out. And then we get more information. And then the next step would be that we get on a call and then test the product. It's a different type of process than getting on other menus, but we find that this process, you know, it is key to who we are and which products we have, which products we don't have. So uh, it's always been worth spending time to make sure that curation process is really special and uh, strong. And I appreciate that. And, you know, one of the things, you know, if we're talking about unpacking the shopping experience, you know, if you know that you have access to a product lineup that's already been vetted, you know, the best thing that you can do is really track the data of your experience. So, you know, Mm -hmm. get something when it's on sale in a bundle where you can try a bunch of things and then write the shit down. How did I feel? How do I feel now? You know, was this good for being active or going to sleep? And, you know, so many people, they want cannabis to do something particular for them, but they're not giving it the space and honoring the experience to be able to like, hmm, how do I feel in my body right now? And then, you know, later they don't remember how something made them feel and they just, you know, pop it again. And then 30 minutes later, they're like, damn it, this is the thing that gives me cotton mouth. And, you know, and I'm about to get on a call. And so, you know, there's just so many different nuances to products, how they make you feel. And so it really, the lot of the onus of the shopping experience, you know, comes down to what you do after those products are delivered to your doorstep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that. I also like to track things still. I still am trying new things, still make adjustments. Again, for me, that's part of the fun of this plant, you know, it's, I use it still regularly for pain, but I also use it for pleasure and social enjoyment. And, you know, it's always fun to like try new things, mix it up a little bit, but also know what like your, you know, tried and true favorites are. Now, what advice do you have for the completely 
obscene CBD market that's out there. You know, I get asked probably 10 times a day, hey, what do you think about this CBD product? I mean, so, you know, there's so many. So what are those few little things that you're like, okay, this is what you can do to quickly vet a CBD company? It's not fully my area because what you're talking about is the hemp market, not the THC market, if I'm reading this question correctly. So to me, the biggest thing, and like, is this product clean and healthy? And the way you know that is through testing. And that would be the number, like one thing I, if it was me and I was like, I'm going to try hemp products, I would know, want to know it's tested, but also like, it gets hard for the layperson because it's like, well, what am I trying to say here? Once you're like deep in the knowledge on the in the world and on the THC side, you know, you look at everything differently. So it's like, is something tested? It might say tested, but what is it tested for? And what like levels were they examining? And what we know from being, you know, a licensed, licensed in California is the amount of tests that a product has to go through to pass, to get on a shelf, like no pesticides, no microbials, no fungicides. Like there's so much testing that's involved the what's awesome is the product that we're getting is really clean. It's more testing than it goes through like food goes through. Yes. So, and then we also know that this plant is a bioaccumulator and will suck up anything that from the soil. And so if this product is grown, let's say overseas or somewhere not regulated, like what sort of heavy metals and things from the soil are then being sucked up and going into your body. So I think it's important to be buying your CBD products from licensed retailers because those products are tested. And then anything outside of that, it's hard to know to really ascertain what's in that product because I don't know what labs they're using. I don't know how they measure it. And there have been, you know, numerous times where products are taken and tested and brought to like a hemp products brought to a cannabis lab and lo and behold, the results are wildly different. So while labs within cannabis and the THC side um, are still also dialing in and getting more standardized, you know, there's, there's data we have access to that most hemp companies aren't even, you know, going through the process to try to get that data before they sell to their customers. So I like supporting small businesses and I want to know that things are clean. You know, if I, left Sava today and moved on somewhere else, which I'm not planning to do, I would still, and I am someone who uses high CBD products, I would still only be getting from licensed retailers. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And, you know, it's one thing to say, make sure that there's a certificate of analysis, um, you know, but literally click on that QR code, look at the certificate of analysis with your own Mm -hmm. eyes. Yes. That isn't, I mean, it's critical, you know, and once you know what these things mean, then you look for it even more. Recently, with my move, I jacked up my neck and I couldn't turn my head and my (laughs) massage therapist was out of town for 10 days. And so I just was like, okay, I'm going to give CBD the test of a lifetime. Like I'm going to consume 90 milligrams of CBD every day. I'm tracking when I'm taking it, how I'm taking it, how I'm feeling. And I'd never done that before. I mean, I take CBD every day, but I wasn't taking it in this really regimented way. 
And probably it was about two weeks into it where I finally was like, I think like my overall inflammation is down and I'm just feeling better in general. And mm-hmm. I, I tell that story as as a way to just say consistency. Once we start experimenting, we do need to give it some consistent time to see how something really works. Yeah. And that, I, I love that you say that. And it's, I think also when we're, especially if there's something off, like where you hurt your neck, when you're in pain, you want to come out of it. And so it's also easy to try a bunch of different things at the same time. And it's like, let's say then you feel better. It's like, but which was the thing? Is it the combination or was it one ingredient in particular? And again, it's hard when you're in pain because you're like, get me out of here. Like, I want to take what's going to make it stop. But being able to experiment in that way and try something for two weeks, provided there's no negative impact out of the gate, you know, it. I, I love that you did that because with high CBD, sometimes, you know, again, you may not feel altered. So it's like, what is, how do you feel though, after a week or two of taking this, like, do you feel that difference? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not always, you know, with THC, obviously there's always going to be an immediate effect. Um, yeah. It is different with CBD in terms of just like, you know, some people might feel it right away also, um, depending on your system, but someone who is a more seasoned user, like myself or yourself, you know, if we were just taking that on its own, it's going to feel potentially a bit different for us. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like most of the time, just non-existent. Like I take it going, okay, I know that you are helping, you know, balance my endocannabinoid system. I know all these things that you're doing for me, but I can't feel it. Whereas, you know, I give some some CBD to someone else and they're like, I thought you told me this wasn't going to make me high. I feel high. I'm like, no, I think that's a lightness of being that you're feeling right now. But, you know, it, there, it is so nuanced and our systems are all so different that just, you know, being willing to listen up, listen to your body, be consistent with it. Um, I think that that really is one of the keys to being a, a savvy shopper and consumer. Right. Yeah. Agreed. So um, I have to just tell you, this is kind of irrelevant, but... I moved from about 850 square feet where I had like three or four smoking stations. You know, there there was like paraphernalia, ashtrays, you know, papers, pipes, flour everywhere. Well, now I live in a 7,000 square foot farmhouse and talk about like, where's my pipe? Where are my rolling papers? Where is this? So this has become my little... I carry this around the house, like when I'm going to bed at night. So that way there's always at least some flour, you know, a little pokey thing, a little ashtray. I just have, you know, this is my emergency around the house kit. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, out here, I am now starting to combine the wine and weed and, you know, cannabis tourism and, you know, bringing people to my space to experience the cannabis for wellness lifestyle. And um, one of the things that I would love to curate with y'all down the road is some sort of like, you know, casually baked explorer kit. So if you're going to be in the Bay Area for two to three days, 
purchase this, you can try a random smattering of products from producers here in the Bay Area, but you're not going to be throwing away a bunch of shit at the airport on your way home. You know, I I think people don't know how to shop for just a couple of days supply. I think that's true. And I love that idea. So let's do that. And I need to come visit you. I'm coming first. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's really fun. I'm going to start doing some little videos around the farm so people can get a better idea of what I'm up to besides this brown wooden wall behind me. That sounds awesome. Yeah, for real, I need to come visit. Yeah. Well, um, I look forward to welcoming you here, and I appreciate you taking time out of your Friday to chat cannabis shopping with me. Of course. Now, this is really fun. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you think is important to round out our chat? You know, we're just very passionate about helping people find the right cannabis for their needs. You know, that's that's why we started. That's why we're here and building this community and culture is really important to us. So we're excited to just continue to grow and continue to build our partnerships. You know, we got reconnected. So for me, I have a particular passion to women continuing to own space in this industry. We have gone down in the ranks from where we started from legalization. And I'm not giving up, you know, the ground that we have. So it's all the more important for me to collaborate with other women and the women in cannabis story is just as needed as a conversation than ever. So I like to just always highlight that because we still have all sorts of uphill battles the way women do in other industries. And we've seen the same problems come into cannabis where you know women have less access to capital than men do. So uh, for me, it's always about you know continuing to invest in the sisterhood, sharing information, helping to lift each other up. So that is always in the background of my mind as well. So I like to just bring it out wherever I can. All right. I appreciate that. And if our conversation aligns with your values and you want to um, shop at getsava.com, if you use casually baked promo code, you can save $20 on your first order. That's my first plug as an affiliate. (laughs) So glad to have you. So glad to have you. Yes, absolutely. I you have a fantastic weekend and everybody else, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you. All right, bye guys. The clearer you can be with your why in everything in life, but right now specifically with your relationship with plant medicine. I want you to ask yourself, why am I consuming cannabis? Or if you're new at this, Why am I curious about consuming cannabis? Is it making me feel how I want to feel? How do I want to feel in specific moments or for certain things? Zeroing in on that sort of thing will make you a smarter shopper. You'll intuitively know what questions to ask. And if you don't find what you're looking for, you'll feel confident asking for what you want. And everyone appreciates constructive feedback. So if you love or don't particularly like a product, speak up and share your rave reviews when the inspiration strikes. When I mention putting yourself at the center of your shopping experience, what I mean is you do the heavy lifting when it comes to the decisions you make for your own health and wellness. I overhear so many customers ask the bud tender what their favorite thing is. 
The bud tender might be a different gender in a different age bracket with a totally different lifestyle and different reasons for consuming cannabis. How products affect that particular bud tender will likely be different for you. So absolutely ask the bud tender questions. I ask a lot of questions. Marketing can be alluring, but you are smart enough to look beyond that. Gather the relevant information and then listen to your body and choose for yourself. I will admit, I get choice paralysis. So a lot of times, I'll narrow a decision down to two things, and then I let the bud tender or a bartender, waiter, dressing room attendant, random stranger, seriously, I'll get anybody else to help me make the final decision. But at the end, I gotta own whatever that is. Right now, my creative journey has led me back to the beautiful wine and weed country of Sonoma County, California. As a cannabis lifestyle guide, I've cultivated a one-of-a-kind farm stay experience where you can enjoy the casually baked lifestyle and the magic of sun-grown cannabis farms and vineyards. If you're into wine, weed, wellness, great weather most of the time, or all of the above, Get ready to have a high time customized just for you. Learn more at casuallybaked.com backslash travel. That's casuallybaked.com backslash travel. As always, I invite you to share your feedback or canna curious questions with me by rating and reviewing the podcast wherever you listen. Or you can email me through the website at casuallybaked.com. If you're a social butterfly, I'm at Casually Baked on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and the WeedTube. And I invite you to come on over to the Highly Responsible Canna Consumer Facebook group. And if you're picking up what I'm putting down, join the inner circle by becoming a podcast patron for $5 per month at patreon.com backslash casually baked. Creating positive change is a team sport, my friend. So thanks for doing your part to Puff Puff Pass It On. Yes, is a high time. We had a high time together. Casually Baked the Podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album Gotta Get Back wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.